Welcome back. Episode, what are we on? Week, episode six, week four of Points of Doinks. I can't remember that. these. I think around Something six. Like yeah. Only five because you were on on one, so that one doesn't count. 2020. <laughs> exactly. 2020 NFL season, week four, Points and Doinks. Cheese is here, Tyler's here, and I'm here as well, Travis, like always. How you guys doing? Wait, wasn't it just week three? Yeah, it's week four. This is a week four oh, podcast okay. of it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. I was I was confused there for a second. You, you, you're, you're supposed to name it for the week you're going into. Sir. I was sir, told there'd be sir. no math. Yeah. I was told there would be no math. Uh, I, I know this is the wrong you know wrong show for this is all fantasy football, but uh, happy first day of the postseason for MLB today. How do you guys you guys watch some baseball a little bit? I don't want. To don't want to talk about it. <laughs> We'll talk about it tomorrow. I'm sure you and Dominic will have lots to talk about on your show on um, on fr- on Friday, and me and Tyler will have a bunch to talk about tomorrow on Trapdoor to Hell. Um, I want to say congratulations, Chiefs, for uh, you guys getting a sponsorship with uh, the Energy Company, Energy oh, Drink Company. I thought you were going to rub it in my face that Dominic beat me this week was, in fantasy football. Gonna, I was just going to say uh, right after that, and also congratulations because you lost to Dominic, who was 0-2 going into this week. I did. I, I'm sorry. I missed that. I got four leagues that I'm in trying to keep keep it all together. So I missed that you I lost to Dominic. That, that's embarrassing. It is very embarrassing. But as long as he, I'm hoping his only three wins this season are just against us. And if that's the case, I'll be fine with that. Yeah. No. I I hope that does not happen. Uh, I don't know if I play him, but I'm gonna beat the shit out of him when we play. That's what we think. I don't know. We decided to go off against Cheese. Well, you can't really talk because uh, somebody lost to me this week. Again. I have this, Again. So I ha- well, Different well, league. I have this thing going on where I'm just bouncing back and forth wins between the week one, I won in the other league. Week two, I won in our league. Week three, I won in the other league. It's just going to keep going back and forth like this. Yeah, I think I went, uh, I think I went three and one this week. No. It was either three and one or two and two this week. Travis lived and died by Tyler Lockett this week. Yeah, I did. Really did. I got screwed. And Dak Prescott absolutely marked me. But, you know, that's what you expect. Yep. Answer your phone, Travis. I f- how do I get this volume off? <laughs> Travis doesn't know how phones work. Hey, I have to go. Damn, one asshole. Hey, what's up, babe? Hi, what are you guys doing? We keep fun times. This is fun. <laughs> Make sure you leave this. I'm right in the middle of recording. Oh, they're doing podcasting. Bye. 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 Jesus Christ. You gonna edit all that out? Of course not. Fuck, man. Ugh. All right. Um. I forgot where it was. You're talking shit about you me were, losing, you were and bragging then... about your your record this week, and we talked about living and dying by Tyler Lockett. I was two and two, so yeah. Um, let's move on. I don't. I'm, I'm all lost now. I just all fucking throw up my old. It flew off my whole train of thought and shit. Reset. Reset. <laughs> all right. Finally, finally, we have Brandon. Now you can action. What do you guys think? 
It's about damn time. The was I right 49ers, or was I right? I mean, the entire 49er team had to go down with an injury, but damn it, Brandon Ayuk finally Nick, showed up. Nick Mullins had to be the starting quarterback. He couldn't do it when Jimmy G was there. No, don't. Hey, you just got to give him one chance, one opportunity to seize everything he ever wanted. One moment. So let's see. He went. Do you think he captured it or did he let it slip? Five for 70 with a rushing touchdown and 31 rushing yards. So, hey, that's a flex. That's a flex player if I've ever seen one. Touchdown. Yeah. That sounds uh, like my boy Robert Woods getting more running Bobby yards than, than uh, passing yards. Yeah. Nobody's going to mention that I did an Eminem song. No. Nah. Why did we have to acknowledge it? That was just a given. Yeah. 21 fantasy points approximately from Brandon Ayuk. So do you think that's going to be a steady thing, Trav, or is this just victim of victim of playing the a very bad Giants defense and ev- literally everybody else being out? Well, I think at this point I have to just keep saying it's going to happen. I don't think I don't think, I don't think twenty one points is going to be consistent. Uh, that's that's like wide receiver one stats. I, I don't mean, think fi- so. So take away take away all the rushing stuff. So you take away the rushing touchdown. You take away the thirty one rushing yards. Five for seventy is still a solid flex play. It's 12, 12 fantasy points, right? I know. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Is, are you expecting more of more of that kind of output, or that's that's kind of what I'm thinking he's going to live at? Okay, but he it did say like Brandon Ayuk was going to be the number one guy in San Francisco, so he needs to be producing a little bit more than just a flex play. No, no, no. Yeah. He's the number one for San Francisco. They don't hardly even throw the ball over there. Uh, that I is think, number think, one. That is wide receiver one stats in San Francisco. <laughs> I, feel, I, think I, I think I hear George some backpedaling. Yeah. That's not backpedaling. Not at all. George Kittle is still their number one receiver over there. He's a tight end. There's still a receiver of balls. You said well, he was going to be better. He was going to be a better pass catcher this year. Than that is true. Kittle. You did say that. Uh, have you seen him catch passes? It looks pretty good. He caught five. <laughs> he caught Sorry, five. The 49er Giants game is not high on my uh, priority list to watch. We watch every game. Got to watch the tape. <laughs> Nick Mullins, Nick Mullins made uh, Jordan Reed look good. So shout out Jordan Reed. Shout out Jordan Reed yet again. Again, yeah. No yeah. shocker there. Which I, I I say that, but I like Jordan Reed. He's a great player, just an injury prone player. Actually, out of all my out of all my uh, suggestions last week on guys to pick up for week three, Jordan Reed was only got four points. He was, but he got injured. And Josh Joshua Kelly got four points. I don't know what the hell happened there. But, fuck, Mike Davis, 22. Alan Lazard, 26. Jonu Smith put 11. Take his own advice. Colts, Colts oh, defense, oh, oh. 27. I told, told everybody to pick up Colts defense. They got 27 points. Yeah, I, mean, I, I, was, I was wrong about MVS. Um, you were right about Alan Lazard. But yet you still went and got MVS instead of Alan Lazard. I, I don't. I looked at my roster and I, I don't remember saying that. I could have. Was that was that, was that in uh was that in um the? I don't remember which league it was. Yeah, the nice guys league. When I'm the nice guys, I never picked up anybody from. No matter what league you're in, I never picked up any anybody maybe, from the Green Bay maybe Packers. I got your, maybe I got your name mistaken. Maybe I thought you were somebody else. Yeah, I think I think you definitely thought that. Yeah. Well. Alan Lazard, uh, you said to pick up Alan Lazard. You did not pick him up, and look what happened. 
Yeah, but nobody picked him up. I'm just hey, this is for people, other people's advice. I don't need the advice. This is all in my head. Nah. If I want to do it, I'll do it. I'm trying to help the other people out there. I'm trying to help all you poor folk. Well, if we're going to pat ourselves on the back, I did bring up Miles Gaskin running back for the running backs, and you shot him down that says you don't want anything to do with the Miami backfield, and yet he I is did. the clear-cut number one right now. And he's a guy to to go pick up, and also I didn't mind it got burned by him, and he's one of the reasons why I lost. I don't uh, not afraid to. I'm not afraid to admit when I'm wrong. I, I mentioned that I told you to pick up Joshua Kelly, and he got four points. I'm not afraid to admit when I'm wrong, but I'm gonna talk about when I'm right too. Yeah, thanks a lot. Yeah, I was wrong a lot. You listen to the you listen to the wrong advice. I don't think I, I mean, gave I, a single good advice last week. Honestly, I mean, I, I didn't listen to you. You just confirmed what I was already gonna do. So it's, it's both. Okay, things. okay. See exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I mean, I have a couple um topics here. Do you want to um, you want to start with what do you guys think of Rex Burkhead and the Pats offense so far? They've been going flopping back and forth from um, kind of passing the ball a lot to running the ball a lot. Rex Rex Burkhead was one of the leaders this week in fantasy points. What do you guys think of that whole situation over there? I think it's very complicated. It's one of those running backs by committees. And with James White still questionable because of personal reasons, we don't know if he's going to come back this week or next week. So I think you got to look out for that. Cause I think James White, when he comes back, he's going to be the number one guy, but he's more of a pass catcher, not going to run it as much. So maybe Rex Burkhead kind of goes in there or Sony Michelle was normally the guy who would run the ball a lot. So it's just one of those guys don't commit to them to be like a running back, more like a flex option to get you maybe, you know, eight to 10 points. Uh, Damian Harris, who was a like fifth round pick for the for the Patriots this year, is supposed to be coming off of IR this week after uh, breaking a, uh, his pinky finger. He had surgery on it, uh, and he was a favorite to be the starter coming out of camp. Running so, back, running back, running back. So um, I I like to see him if he if I'm sure they're not going to get him going right away. But that's somebody you could grab if you have a spot where you're willing to stash and wait. Well, I could definitely see being the breakout. Because coming into the season, they liked him over Sony Michelle and Rex Burkhead and James White and everybody. He was going to be the, the clear front runner for starter. So if he does come off of IR, there hasn't been any confirmed him coming off IR yet. But it is believed that he's supposed to come off either this week or next week. Yeah, it's one of those things where you're going to have to really – if you've got any of these Patriots offensive you know, players or whatever, you're going to have to really do your homework on whether to start them or not. Look at you know opposing teams' yards per play, rushing, passing, time of possession stuff. You're going to have to really dig deep. Maybe look at uh, information from last week's game to see – um, how Bill Belichick is going to differently plan this game, and you're going to have to take some shots ahead of the curve if you want to you want to catch any of these guys on a really strong game. I agree. I concur. Okay. Uh, another question mark we have going in is Mitch Trubisky in Chicago gets benched for Nick Foles. Nick Foles comes out and is one of the you know top fifty percent. I mean, not not gr- not great, fantastic numbers, but he only played half a game. Uh, coming in as quarterback for the Bears, what do you guys think about Nick Foles in that Chicago offense? I think it does more for Allen Robinson and everybody else around the quarterback more than Nick Foles itself. If you want, 
you know, you can, you can scoop him up, but I think there's better quarterbacks out there at the moment. If Nick Foles shows up and balls out next week, I think we'd have that discussion, but I think it's more the fact that that passing offense is going to be a lot better. And I think that bears offense in general is going to generate a lot more points and Allen Robinson, maybe someone who you expect a little bit more out of will start producing because Nick Foles is in there. Yeah, I see the wide receivers getting a huge bump up here with Nick Foles. Nick Foles is a more consistent passer. Um, David Montgomery is gonna gonna uh, get a lot more work now with Tariq Cohen being falling victim, being another guy tearing his ACL this year. And he's also, I mean, Nick Foles is gonna help that because the offense is gonna move a lot more efficiently. Terribly that they, it's terrible they have to play Indianapolis next week who has shown they're a pretty decent uh, defense. I mean, week week one, they got blown out by Minnesota, but ever since then, they've kind of hunkered down and been able to stop a lot of guys. Uh, they're, they're the number one defense, number one defense against quarterbacks in fantasy right now. So uh, Nick Foles is a little questionable for me. Just any of the Chicago quarterbacks. Week one, they got beat by the Jaguars. Was it Jaguars? It's it was twenty seven to twenty that that the Colts got beaten week one. That, that was really that was Philip Rivers' rust showing. Yeah, that wasn't the Minnesota because they they beat Minnesota the next day week right something like that, or they just beat them last week. I can't remember. Like yeah, Minnesota played Green Bay, then they played the Colts. Then then, the, then they just week two played Tennessee. Yeah, week two. I yeah I said it right the first time. Um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm skeptical whether or not they're gonna, um, whether like, because Allen Robinson already, we already know he's wide receiver one guy. He's almost said it and forget it pretty much. Um, he's your, one of your top guys. I don't know how it's going to spread out. I seen him trying to work in tight ends quite a bit over there. So I don't know if instead of getting more love to the wide receivers, you're going to get love there. And I don't know, you know, what kind of game plan they're going to input when he comes into a full week of practice or anything like that. We still haven't seen that. This was kind of just a plug and play quick offense that, you know, the backups usually you learn in case they have to come into a game. What does the offense look like with full-time Nick Foles? If that's the route they go, because Matt Nagy still hasn't announced to my knowledge that Nick Foles is week four starter. Uh, it was he is, and he it, 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 it's like when a, did they announce that today? And it's like a oh. it's a forever thing. It seems like yeah, okay. it's, it seems like he's so Allen Robinson this year, week one at Detroit, five for seventy four, week two against the Giants, three for thirty three, week three at Atlanta with Nick Foles coming in at halftime, ten for one hundred and twenty three and a touchdown. Yeah, you yeah. could already see right there that. Nick Foles coming in is just going to help Allen Robinson cement himself as that set and forget it type wide receiver one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I I completely agree. You got to find your playmakers, and Nick Foles knows how to do that, and he is a playmaker. Wish we had a guy like that in Oakland. Well, yeah. Oakland doesn't have a team unless you're talking about the A's. Oh, sorry. Yeah, are, you about, are you talking about? Sorry, Adler Las Vegas. Ve- sorry, Las Vegas. I, that was the first time I made that mistake this year. Believe it or not. Um, um, in, in Los Angeles, not the Chargers, but the Rams, uh, Daryl Henderson seems to have taken over, uh, majority run, uh, running back duties from Malcolm Brown. What do you guys, what do you guys think about that? What's your take on that? 
as someone who has Malcolm Brown and someone who got burnt by Daryl Henderson against Chili Bowl Hobson, well, this one hurts a little bit, but I do think Daryl Henderson is the clear-cut guy. Not the clear-cut guy, but I think he is going to be the number one guy, and he's going to get a lot of the, the touches. He got a lot of the red zone touches, which people thought maybe that was going to be Malcolm Brown's area, but Daryl Henderson, is he's very talented, and he's definitely proving that. I mean, he was highly regarded out of Memphis, and I mean, maybe you hang on to Malcolm Brown because he was coming back from that uh, finger injury, but I mean, we're kind of almost getting to those bye weeks now. I don't know if you want to talk about it, but we have a COVID situation in the NFL, so maybe people are going to be scrambling a little bit more. But I think Daryl Henderson is definitely a starter in that flex RB2 situation, and then Malcolm Brown is a bench guy with the possibility of getting dropped. Uh, what COVID situation? And he's been – you've just been out of the news You're all day slipping. Today, huh? Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't really get the ESPN alerts have been fucked. And then I've been listening to the A's game and I got home and I just watched the fantasy show and started researching fantasy stuff. So I haven't really looked at overall NFL news. There's some breaking news that happened this morning. The Tennessee Titans, I believe eight players and staff members have tested positive. The Vikings have shut down to wait for testing the Viking or the Tennessee Titans aren't aren't going to do any in-person activities until Saturday. They have a game scheduled against the uh, Steelers on Sunday. That is obviously in question. The plan is for them to go forward. Possibly the game will move to Monday for, you know, testing to come and everything like that. So I think we, I mean, I guess we should talk about it right now. How, if you have a share or a lot of shares in this game, Vikings, how would you handle it going forward? Yeah, that's uh, um, you got to start looking. You got to prepare on the waivers now. Uh, you you just got to hope. You got to prepare for the worst. You going know, into week four, right? Um, going into week four, you got a lot of uh, that's that's a lot of fantasy relevant players with Pittsburgh. You got Juju. You got James Conner, Big Ben, uh, even the Deontay Johnson, Tennessee. You got guys like Derrick Henry, Tannehill. Yeah, a lot of a lot of fantasy relevant players going in those games. So. I would I would just prepare for the worst, work your waivers now, and and uh, hope for the best. Basically, hope they don't have to be used. The good thing about this, because I just looked at the schedule to make sure, is that this is a 10 a.m. game on the West Coast. You know, one one afternoon on the East Coast. This is you know the first set of games in on Sunday morning afternoon. So. Like, you're not going to get screwed by, you know, having them in the starting lineup hoping they're playing, and then they cancel the game last minute. And then, you know, some of the guys, say if that was like a Sunday night game or something like that, then you don't have many options to switch out guys. Yeah, like Ty said, hit the waiver wires, free agency. Look for guys like – look for guys that might be able to just spot play. Uh, maybe have bad matchups, but are, you know, overall good players. You can see them. You're, you're looking for high ceiling in this case because you're not going to pick up, you know, guys who are normally output, you know, outputting stuff every every week. You want somebody who's high ceiling um, to come in in case this game doesn't happen. Yeah, and I, I mean, I, I believe we're going to know, you know, sooner rather than later. They're not just going to cancel it the morning of Sunday. That's something's going to happen. So just make sure, tune into the news, see exactly what's going down. Don't completely panic. Yes, you know, it seems very bad because there's so many players. I mean, we've seen this happen in baseball that I think there's a very high possibility that this game 
will be postponed slash canceled. So I think you have to, you know, look at what your rules are and how IR and COVID works and stuff like that. Cause you don't want to just drop everybody on your bench no. and then you, you know, you kind of get fucked over for the next few weeks. So you just kind of got to monitor it. Don't panic. Just kind of wait it out. I know waivers come up on Wednesday for most leagues, but I think it's just kind of a wait and see approach right now. Cause this is unprecedented. We don't know what, how the NFL is going to handle a COVID outbreak. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see that for sure. Um, I don't know what kind of testing, you know, how fast the results cover, whatever. I was just saying, you know, be prepared Sunday morning just just for worst-case scenario. Your worst-case scenario is you have to make some changes at 9.30 Sunday morning, but you should probably be able to be okay and, and uh, make some adjustments before then and get yourself in good position. Listen to us. We got, we got people we talk about. Travis, who are some of those people people should pick up on the waiver wire? There we go. Nice transition. You're a pro at this. That's why you get sponsorships. Partnerships, <laughs> not sponsorships. Yeah, come on. Oh, sorry, partnership. I don't know what the fucking difference is. Oh, there's a big difference. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> um, one of the, so a couple guys that are out there. Uh, Jeff Wilson for San Francisco. Both lead running backs are out there. Mostert and what's the other guy's name? Coleman. Tevin Coleman. Tevin Coleman are both out, and regardless, San Francisco likes to run the ball. Jeff Wilson is sliding in there. He's going to get a ton of carries. He's only owned in 14% of leagues. Um, we had an injury in Seattle this past weekend where Chris Carson goes out, so if you don't have the handicap, uh, sorry, handcuff for him and Carlos Hyde, he's only owned in about 10% of leagues. So Carlos Hyde, if you need him as the handcuff because you have Chris Carson or if you're looking to fuck somebody out of him, Carlos Hyde only owned in ten percent of leagues. Um, Justin Jefferson, wide receiver for the Minnesota Vikings. Minnesota Vikings, I normally would say because their offense looks so bad, but they're just getting so behind because they're shit that they're going to be throwing the ball a bunch. And he's, I think he's the number two, number three guy over there. He looks like he's got a little bit of big, big play potential. He's only owned in thirty-four percent of leagues. Um, that's really all I had for. There's not too much. I mean, besides guys that I've already mentioned, like Alan Lazard and fucking Mike Davis should, should already be gone. But, you know, there's not too many other guys. Uh, there's one guy I wanted to talk about, uh, Mo Ali Cox for the Colts. Nice. You're just going to bring up all the people that fucked <laughs> me over this week. <laughs> for real. That what? Once again, Mo Ali Cox fucked me over. Three catches, touchdown. You know, basically everyone Dominic started this week scored a touchdown. Oh, he had him. He had that guy. He had Mo Ali Cox. Yes. That's how did he sniff that one out? Who's giving him that information? He picked him up because last week Mo Ali Cox went for like eight catches and a hundred yards. He had yeah. a big game last week. He was he was the highest ranked uh, tight end on the waiver wire. Yeah, I I didn't mention him last week because I wanted to make sure shit is for real. Uh, shit's for real. Yeah, he, he did come out early, scored the touchdown, scored or uh, got a big reception right after that. But then after that, he didn't really do anything. Well, the, so, the Colts. Well, also, the, it was the Colts against the Jets. That's the other thing I wanted to talk about too. Guys who own Philip Rivers, we've seen that it, late in this game, Matt Nag, uh, not Matt Nagy. What's the fucking coach? Frank Reich. Frank Reich pulled Phillip Rivers late in this game because they were ahead by, I think, three touchdowns. Uh, it was like it was like 33 to six. Uh, they pulled them before that. Yeah. I think well, they pulled I, I think, think they I don't think they scored anymore after that. 
I think they pulled them. I think they pulled them when it was twenty six or something like that. I'm not quite sure. They were up very big. Yeah, but like three, three or four touchdowns. But um, so guys who own Philip Rivers, when they're going to play a bad team like this, uh, do you think that Frank Reich will keep doing this if they keep getting up big? Well, I mean, you got Jonathan Taylor out there. They got a good, decent running back you know, over there. So if they get a big, they don't need to just chuck the ball over the place. And Phillip Rivers isn't a guy who's chucking the ball all over the place. He's going to be dinking and dunking and not, you know, lighting it up like Patrick Mahomes is. So I think that's just – got to watch the matchups. If it's a potential blowout, you know, maybe your guy hits big with a reception or two, but there's a high probability that the, uh, the running backs, which I know Tyler has Jonathan Taylor, and which which you say you say oh they got this nice running back they'll just run the ball out and I thought the same thing when they were up big and they decided they don't give him the ball they just decided to pull him off the field too and they started using their backups there um but I think this this was just victim of playing the Jets I don't see them getting up this big uh but like you said like Chiefs was saying they are just going to run the ball so Philip Rivers still isn't going to get as much uh, as many chances to throw the ball, I think he'll still get a get a good amount if they're up, like a touchdown or two touchdowns. But yeah, I would still I would still be a little worried about playing him, just in just kind of in general. He hasn't really looked very good. Ty him and Ty Hilton still kind of aren't on the same page yet. Uh, he seems to only be throwing the ball well to Mo Ali Cox, and that's about it. Okay, I'm gonna do this question because I just thought of it. Um, cause there's both guys, you guys have similar answers to, if you have the option, let's say you have a good quarterback or whatever, and he's on by and you got Nick Foles and Phillip rivers, which one are you starting pal? It would have to, obviously have to dep- uh, I gotta depend look on the map. matchup, but I think with all things are equal, Nick Foles. Yeah. I was going to go with Nick Foles too. I like the talent a little better over in Chicago or like the, the, the passing talent with Allen Robinson, Anthony Miller, obviously. And, and another guy who I was going to talk about, Jimmy Graham, who ended up looking pretty good out, out there with uh, Nick Foles on our center. I just don't see – uh, Phillip Rivers right now isn't connecting with his good targets. T.Y. Hilton is still getting uh, – he still looks sluggish. Like the injuries are still bothering him. And other, and other than that, he doesn't really have anybody over there other than his running backs. So I just can't see him doing – putting up big big game numbers like um, Nick Foles could do. And he'll throw that fourth-quarter interception like he always does. Every time. Um, another backfield that has kind of some wishy-washy shit going on is the Detroit Lions. Um, we saw Adrian Peterson, old-ass Adrian Peterson, have a fucking stellar week this week. What's going on over there? Adrian Peterson is doing Adrian Peterson what he does every fucking year. He's just getting the ball. He's running the ball well. Uh, they're gonna Detroit's gonna start moving the ball a lot better now that um, Kenny Galladay's back. Kenny Galladay is a spark plug for that offense. He he allows Matthew he allows Matthew Stafford to play better at quarterback. He takes pressure off Marvin Jones. Marvin Jones isn't getting double teamed as much. Kenny Galladay's got the talent to beat double teams. Uh, everybody as a whole, that, that offense as a whole gets better when Galladay is on the field. So DeAndre, so are you starting DeAndre Swift or are you starting Adrian Peterson? 
if you have them and flex, but what, what, what do you like? What do you think? I think I'm flexing Adrian Peterson, not doing anything with DeAndre Swift. I think Peterson is the, you know, he's getting a lot of the touches and I think it's the red zone touches is what you're looking for. I think he's more likely to fall into the end zone and get you that touchdown. And that's definitely what you're looking for with a muddy backfield like that is who's going to get those red zone touches. And I think it's AP. And the other guy over there is carry on Johnson. Carry on Johnson has fallen off the map since, since two years ago. Um, But I, I, for me, it all depends on what you're looking for as a team that week. If you just want a consistent, you know, high, high floor type player in your flex spot, flex spot, some guy, you know, you're going to get points. Adrian Peterson is perfect for that spot because you know he's going to get the ball 15, 16 times, and he's going he's gonna to run usually for about anywhere from 60 to, you know, an upwards of 100 yards that week. Yeah, so I, I think so, – So more of a low got, floor – low uh, high, high floor, high low floor, ceiling. Low ceiling. He's got okay. a high floor of – he's going to get a lot of touches, and he might stumble his way into the end zone at one point, like Chiefs was saying, and that's something you, you would love to see out of him. I don't know if you guys checked out the Tampa Bay Buccaneers game against the Broncos, <laughs> but uh, one of the things, because this is uh, obviously a conversation that's been getting brought up most weeks, is Rob Gronkowski. We know Ty, you know, he loves playing with Tom Brady. I watched him. I think he's starting to get his sea legs back, and I they target him a few times. But I want to hear what you guys have to think on Gronk fantasy wise going further. I think he's completely droppable. I don't want anything to do with him. If there's someone out there who knows who Gronk is and wants to trade for him just because he's a name, definitely go out and do it. I think there's more people. There's really good tight ends on the waiver wire you can go grab. We talked about Mo Ellie Cox. Dalton Schultz from the Dallas Cowboys is another tight end out there. Uh, you got Jonu Smith from the Tennessee Titans. He's out there. I think there's perfectly more dependable tight ends than Gronk, who maybe he'll catch a touchdown or two in one game and then his – Stock will rise significantly, but I just don't see him being a top-tier tight end like he used to be. Yeah, he went six six for 84 this last week, and I think that's going to be his best fantasy game this season. I mean, there is the chance. There is the very slight chance that, Travis, you are right, and he is getting his sea legs back, and he can be that top 10 tight end. So I'm not necessarily dropping him, but I'm not starting him either. I'm I'm stashing them on my bench. I'm looking for, like Chief said, guys like Dalton Schultz, guy, you know, guys like Jonu Smith, better guys that are out there. And I'm starting those guys until you see that consi- that that consistent target on a weekly basis. My problem is is what I see in the tight end game is there's not much consistency every week. Yeah. We're talking about different guys showing up out of nowhere and with injuries to some players and the inconsistency. I think Gronkowski, the way he looks right now, is the perfect guy where if you don't have good waiver priority or you don't get to listen to this before the waiver and you're out of tight end or your tight end's going into an unfavorable matchup this week – why not, why not take a flyer? He's he's you know he's one of those only guys that are going to give you a chance. And if you want to be a dick uh, and you have space and you have guys who, you know, you're not really playing your bench that much, you've got some spots to give, I'd pick him up and I'd keep him as a fucking sell high once he starts playing well because I truly believe he's going to start playing well. Trade bait. That you can get a good trade out of him in three or four weeks. 
long as he keeps rising like I think he is. I mean, if you have like a dependable guy like Kelsey Andrews, someone like that who you don't you don't need to worry about starting until buys come up. You can stash him and maybe use him for trade, but I'm okay with that. But I just don't see Gronk, you know, being able to run those tight end seams, get a 20 yard touchdown, and if they get into the end zone or they get like first and goal on the five or something like that, I feel as though they're going to give it to Leonard Fournette to run into the end zone more likely than design play for Gronk. Well, the design plays that have been happening inside those yard lines have been to Mike Evans. You don't know that. You don't watch the tapes. And that's not Gronk. You just proved Jesus' point by trying to say – But he said, he said the wrong guy. I don't, want to, I don't want anybody to get confused and start going after Leonard Fournette, okay? Got to clear that up. So Mike are, you guys, are you guys worried about Mike Evans right now? Because last week, two receptions, two yards, but two touchdowns. I'm not. It's um, he's he's gonna be he's gonna be Tom Brady's hands guy is what I see. Anytime they need a a quick play or or a design play that needs a catch, he's gonna be the guy. Um, like I said before, with Tom Brady in the slot, we've seen he targeted Chris Godwin all day. But when teams start doubling Chris Godwin. It's just going to open up Mike Evans. It's the same thing that happened when, you know, last year when Jameis Winston was a quarterback. They can't guard all those guys over there. And if they if they key in and they try and put safeties over the top of both Godwin and um, Mike Evans, then we're going to see Gronkowski go off. Oh. Um, yeah, so, so – I don't trust Evans. that guy. I don't know what the fuck – that guy you're talking about. I don't trust him. Mike Evans, week one, one for two with a touchdown. Hurt. Week, week two, yeah, he was hurt. Week two, seven for 104 on a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Not hurt. Week three, two for two with two touchdowns. So they obviously, in open field scenarios, were doubling him up, and Tom Brady picked on the other guys. Agreed? Cheese, you have anything to say on this? I mean, obviously, you watch the tape and I don't, so I got to defer to you. (laughs) (laughs) Got to go with the guy who watched the tape. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) What I want to talk about this, I saw this and it was a very confusing thing for me. I assume it's not going to stay the same after this week, and it's going to be wild because I never talk about this. Uh, Kickers. (laughs) We talk about the doinks, about points and doinks. There was tons of missed kicks, but – but when I looked at the um, the percent owned when I was going through kickers today because I wanted to give some advice, two names stuck out to me on their percent owned. Steven Gostowski, the kicker for the Tennessee Titans. I know he had a bad first week, but this guy has been killer for most of his career. And one bad week, he has five, only owned in 5% of leagues. It's absolutely ridiculous. And then the other one is Jason Myers. Only owned in 26% of leagues. I know he's on Seattle. And, you know, they get a bunch of touchdowns, so you're not getting the three points. But even on a bad day, you can expect him for five or six. If Seahawks get stuck, they're always going to be in the red zone. That's a guy that should be rostered. Yeah, I agree with the Jason Myers. Jason Myers definitely um, needs to be rostered. Uh, but I, I also see why Goskowski is only owned in 5% of leagues. I mean – Week one, he missed five kicks. That's yeah. enough to piss somebody off. That's enough to where you're going to sit there and you're going to go, 
I don't want to take a chance on this guy. I'll find I'll find a more consistent kicker on on the waivers. And then you get you get fucking kicked in the teeth when he comes out and he doesn't make a miss a kick in the next two weeks. Uh, so I mean, he he needs to be rostered in more than five percent of leagues, but it's also scary that he has the potential to miss five fucking kicks. I, do, I just the amount of kicks that everybody's missing, especially week one. I I don't I, I I don't see why people would make that rash decision that he's not good. He's been money for most of his career. Cheese, what do you think? We talked about this, I believe, on the debut episode. You just want to get guys that are on good offenses that will put you in. Pres- put you in position i'm not a, a kicking scout so i can't tell you who's the best kicker or anything like that so i go more based on the offense so you know seattle's kicker as you said probably not going to get you a lot of field goals because scoring so many touchdowns but i mean you got extra points are going to rack up though i mean yeah if you, you score seven touchdowns yeah seven extra points there you go right there so i mean just kind of look out on the waiver wire buys are coming up maybe you know if you're not super convinced with one guy you can just drop him and pick the other guy up and because I know a lot of people probably don't want to roster two kickers, but you you know you never know. Yeah, some people will roster two. I've I've seen it happen before. It's an un- it's an unusual move, that's for sure. All right, uh, let, let me drop let me drop some of mine. Who I was looking at some. Stuff. Oh, yes, please. I was just going to ask. Uh, so guy I was looking at Cedric Wilson from Dallas ends up getting five receptions for 107 yards and two touchdowns. Seems like they're – I mean, Dallas is going to be, be behind in seems like every game. Dak's throwing for 400 yards every game. Why not Why not take a chance on, on one of his targets? It's kind of like the Kansas City offense. You want those targets when, they, when they're spreading the love around. You're saying his new name because Michael Gallup is not getting the attention you thought he was going to get. Uh, Michael Gallup was the leading receiver in that game yet. Or, Last well, week, but Tyler before Lock. you told me, before you, before this past week, you were talking about Michael Gallup and how he wasn't producing for you when I brought up CeeDee Lamb and Amari Cooper and watched the other games. Yes. So I don't think this guy's numbers are going to be consistent at all. I oh, think well, they're not going to be. Cons- they're I not going to be consistent. He's a boom or bust guy, but his boom potential. He put up forty-two fantasy points in our league. I think I think this could happen with anybody playing there. I don't think it's and the fact that he doesn't show it is not a reason to go out there and try it. He didn't catch a pass the entire season until this week, so I think it's something to I want to see it again before I'd, I'd like I to, waste something I, on. I'd like I'd like to get out ahead of the curve there in case he does start becoming that that next big guy. Uh, Cole Beasley. If John Brown is out for week week four, Cole Beasley is a very good target for Josh Allen. Went very smart. Six, six receptions and 100 yards last week. Uh, and, T. Oh, go yeah, ahead. no, 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 no. Uh, Josh Allen, that's like – Cole Beasley is like Josh Allen's Snuggie. It's nice and warm. He can still use his arms. He can see the rest of the field, do whatever he wants to. But he knows he's got Cole Beasley to go back to, you know. That's all you got? Well, I mean, you guys pretty much said everything, but just two guys I'll throw out there. Brian Hill, running back for the Falcons. Todd Gurley, not exactly getting the workload we maybe thought he was going to be getting. So Brian Hill, a guy out there to maybe spot start if they have a good matchup. And then Greg Ward, wide receiver for the Eagles, as everybody on the Eagles is going down. Uh, I mean, Dallas Goddard just fractured his ankle, so he's going to be out for a while. So if you're looking for some wide receiver help, I think Greg Ward is a guy to take a flyer on. 
Yeah, I had I had Greg Ward also circled over here. I was going to bring him up. Uh, yeah, with everybody being injured, they they got to throw the ball to somebody, and uh, they're going to. I froze. You guys all froze. Yeah, I don't know why our internet connection just stuck. Goddamn McDonald's Wi-Fi. There we go. So, Tyler, you're talking about Greg Ward? Oh, you didn't get any anything of what I said about Greg Ward? No. You stopped oh, for like God. a good five, ten seconds. Oh, oh, I hate to see it. No, I was just saying that with everybody being injured, Zach Ertz is going to start getting double teamed. They're going to start look to be to uh, – they got to throw the ball somewhere, and Greg Ward is a good enough target for um, – What's his name over there? Can't even Carson remember. Wentz. Carson Wentz. Is Carson Wentz a, a droppable guy for you? Absolutely. Absolutely. Get, him, get, get him out. Get rid of him. Get him out. Uh, what kind of receiver is uh, Greg Ward? Is he more of a, a wide, wide hand, receiver? Hand. <laughs> is he more of a hands guy, like route running wise, or is he like a deep threat? What kind of receiver is he? I didn't see. I didn't see him much. Well, he's 5'11", 190, so he's not going to – He's know, a slot guy. He's a slot guy. Okay. All right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then the last person well, – the, the, Hold up. Hold up. The good okay. thing there yeah. the good thing there with that is that they need to get the ball out of fucking Carson Wentz's, Carson Wentz's hands. So, as a slot guy, he should be able to run routes that are quick and easy for Carson Wentz. Yep. Go ahead, Ty. So, uh, I just uh, wanted to add that last, real quick. Last person is kind of a Cedric Wilson-esque type player. It's T. Higgins from Cincinnati who ended up going five for 40, but he was uh, two touchdowns. Looked to be um, Joe Burrow's favorite target in the red zone. Which Kept Dominic looking. called. He said he was going to have a big day. That wide receiver Higgins guy from Cincinnati. Well, Dominic from, from was Cleveland. Also- he said Dominic was Dominic was watching the ESPN fantasy show beforehand, and they were just they were just T Higgins <laughs> all fucking when, day on that show. When did he call this? Uh, he said it's Sunday morning before kickoff. Literally, right before kickoff. When we yeah. when when he like five minutes before he had texted me and said, "I'm watching," or he texted the group and said, "Watching the ESPN fantasy show," which Travis, me, and you were also watching, and they were just. Mm-hmm all over T Higgins. So I knew he was just yeah. getting that from the show. Yeah. You're just, you're, you're just taking things that Matthew Berry thinks. Yeah. I don't do that at all. Never, never. Or at least I don't <laughs> admit to it. Blake, we have Blake. our own thoughts on this podcast. Yes, yeah. exactly. Uh, so T Higgins looked to be a good red zone target over there, but it looks like uh, Tyler Boyd has, is taken over as the wide receiver one. AJ green has kind of fallen off the map. What do you guys think of Cincinnati's, Offense as a whole. I don't want to talk about that running back. Just uh, you guys go ahead. I mean, that offensive line, not very good. So, <laughs> exactly. That's why the running back ain't getting too much action over there. I think A.J. Green, I, I'm, I'm almost about ready just to, to dump him. I, I don't think he has very much value at this point because T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd are just getting so many good looks and putting up stats that you go after those guys instead – instead of A.J. Green. But, I mean, the name is out there. If you can kind of dupe someone into 
a trade into a trade, but I just don't know that you're going to get too much for him because people will look at his lines and be like, he, you know, he's a he's a name, but he's not doing anything. This was the issue, and I think we talked about it on uh, like our pre-draft shows, the early shows, where we talked about people falling into the trap of drafting him early because of his name, and we haven't seen him play in like a year and a half, and who knows if he's got it? Who knows how healthy he is? Who knows if he can still get out there and play like he played before? It doesn't look great for him. I don't know what the issue is, but uh, I mean, I've also seen a lot of double team on him. Like people are still respecting he's AJ Green. So yeah, you got you got to respect AJ Green. So I mean, it's hard. It's hard to for the best guys who have been playing to uh, you know do their job against double teams. So may I, I, I'm interested to see what defense opposing defenses are going to do after using. I think T Higgins is a good guy to pick up and take a shot on now, because I think later if they hurt him and Tyler Boyd, keep producing like they are defenses are going to be like this AJ green guy is not doing shit. Let's, let's take one guy. Let's take the safety help off of him, put him over on Tyler Boyd. And um, and then we could see AJ Green, you know, get into a rhythm or something like that. I really don't know, but I'm just you know throwing out different things, just different you, scenarios that I think may happen. Would you be willing to trade for AJ Green? And if so, what would you give up for him? Do you believe um, that much? Okay. Before, okay. Before I do that, let me let me give you the schedule for the for the uh, Bengals coming up. Easy matchup next week with Jacksonville, but then they have to play in Baltimore. Easy. They have to – what do you mean easy when I say in Baltimore? Easy. Jacksonville. Yeah, you said I mean, you, easy. They've been playing okay football. They've been playing okay football. But compared to having to play at Baltimore, then at Indianapolis, then they play Cleveland, which is a little bit easier. Uh, they play Tennessee. They have their bye. Then they play Pittsburgh. So yeah, that's, a, a, that's a stretch – you know, it's a good stretch of – very tough defenses. The they Vikings a, did just light up the Tennessee Titans, though. So maybe the Titans aren't exactly what we thought they were. Yeah. Well, we I knew they were on defense, not not as strong, um, not as strong. But they the thing with, that they did with the Vikings is they didn't control that much time of possession. They gave the Vikings too much time with the football. That's kind of why that game turned out the way it did. And then we see when they came out in the second half, they went back to the game plan with running Derrick Henry and ran the Vikings into the ground quite a bit. Anyways, who are you trading for AJ Green, Travis? Uh, so, guys, so, so this is what I would do. If I were looking to accept a trade for AJ Green, some people that I would be willing to let go of is somebody you may have picked up for a few weeks on streaming duties and then – maybe have cooled off like uh, Alan Lazard is a guy right now because um, what's his name's fucking out. Devontae uh, Adams. Devontae Adams. I always think I'm wrong because I'm about to call him Devontae Freeman. And I always think the whole name's wrong. And I just got to remember it's the last name. So Devontae Adams is out and that's giving him more option. But once, once Devontae Adams comes back the week before, before he come, right when he's gonna come back, you can maybe make that trade and be okay with it because the the um, the workflow for him is gonna slow down, of course, a lot when Devontae Adams comes back. So then I think that's an even trade for AJ Green, and somebody stupid is gonna fall for that because well, not now because I just told them, 
<laughs> because they're just going to look at the previous week's numbers. Uh, but fool somebody else who's dumb who doesn't listen to the show. Uh, or, or like a guy like Corey Davis. Corey, once A.J. Brown yeah. comes back, he's not going to be as productive as we've seen or as people think he's going to be. Um, so I can see, I can see that being somebody to trade for AJ Green. Of course, if, guys. If that's who you want to take a shot on. Guys like that are the kind of guys that I feel comfortable with. And then you know, if AJ Green doesn't turn out like I like, I think they'll when they lay off of him or the defense lays off him a little bit. If it doesn't work out, then. Oh well, it's not like you gave up, you know, uh, one of your wide receiver ones or wide receiver twos. You gave up a possible flex guy for him. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know what where people are drafting at, but I would assume it, people might be a little more uh, stubborn and not want to give AJ Green up for a waiver guy that someone picked up a few weeks ago. But the the the, the it, like I said, the thing here is that when people are looking at these these trades they're going to look at this guy and they're going to go um, i i only remember what he's done recently and as long as you get him and tr- and put him out there as an offer right after a week where he's a week or two where he's done good they're going to be like oh this guy's good this guy's good most people are fucking idiots I think you wait for AJ Green to have a good game or two and then see if you can try to sell high on him. Well, then you're not going to – well, yeah, if if you have him, you wait and then and then you sell high. But if, you, if you're looking for him as you're an early – if you're looking to buy him low, then that's what you got to do to get him and you want to get him before. It's the both sides of the thing. Do you guys have any other uh, topics or any people we need to talk about? No, any matchups you're uh... – Looking at for next week or this? Yeah, week? I already did. Um, yeah, I already did my um, uh, my waiver people or my people to look up to pick up on. Uh, Baltimore is going to have a big day against the fucking football team. Um, Rams. You, can you can you see Baltimore kind of having the same situation that we just seen Indianapolis having, where they go up big by halftime and they just pull everybody out? Are you worried about something like that coming coming to fruition this week? Um, no, I don't, I don't think so. I think I think I think the thing with Indianapolis is a lot of guys over there are known to get injured for some reason or older players, and I think that's why the Colts do that. I think the Ravens will slow down to basically all running plays, but I don't think they're going to pull all their guys out. But, you know, the offense will slow down. But the, but while they're in, they're going to rack up a bunch of shit. So, I mean, I think it's worth it to start them, and I don't think they'll pull them as early as as uh, um, the Colts did. Uh, it's fucking Hamburger Helper Crunchy Tacos getting to my stomach now. Jesus Christ. Um, what other matches? Do you guys have any matchups you're looking at? Uh, Dallas, Dallas is playing a, a not very good Cleveland defense, so could be another situation where a lot of wide receivers are getting good work this week. Um, what do you guys think of the Chiefs Patriots matchup? It's Cheese, what do you think? Give your thoughts first. I think on the Chiefs, you're probably going to start everyone that you have, you know, Mahomes, CH, 
Hill, Kelsey. You're going to start all those guys. I think when it comes to the Patriots, that's maybe one we kind of look at. I think you start Cam, and then maybe the receivers or the or the running backs, maybe you, you kind of look at the other guys that you got. But I think this is going to be a good game. I think maybe a little more high scoring, maybe not as much as the Seahawks-Patriots game, but I, I, I think it's going to be good enough that you're going to be happy with the guys that are starting in this game. Um, I kind of trust Sammy Watkins and Miko Hardman in this. I trust. Game? I trust uh, Miko Hardman. Why? Why? Why him more than Sammy Watkins? I hear his name more. Uh, Miko went four receptions for eighty-one and a touchdown. Sammy Watkins went. You just had it, Tyler. Can't remember that. Seven receptions for sixty-two yards. So it looks yeah. like Sammy Watkins is getting more volume. That's just last week. Michael Hardman. Yeah, the week before, uh, Sammy Watkins so far this year, 7.82-1 and one in week one. Week two, one for 11, but he did get hurt. And then week three, 7-62, seven, seven and 62, uh, Michael Hardman ended up going one for six in week one, two for 30 in week two, and then 41 and a touchdown this week. But that's just passing yards. He gets designed runs too. Uh, no rushing yards. Uh, three rushing yards in the second game, no rushing yards in the first game. Okay, am I confusing him with somebody? I, I have – you must be. Cause, <laughs> All right, I'm tripping then. That's my bad. But you're still something. What? No, no, go ahead, Jeez. Go ahead. Go I was going to say, I, I mean, I think with the other wide receivers for the Chiefs, it's always kind of a dart throw of who you think is going to hit. They might hit, they might not. But I think with uh, Stephon Gilmore, probably going to shadow or try to lock up Tyreek Hill. And he also got Kelsey over the middle that I think the other wide receivers definitely are going to benefit from that. Now, which one is it? I don't know. I can't tell you who's better and which one was going to, you know, get the better line, but I suppose at least one of them will produce in the game, but I can't tell you who it's going to be. I'll let Sammy Watkins a little bit more. He's a little more established, but Michael Hardman definitely has the higher ceiling though. Well, that was what my nuts said. So I'm going to go with it. Go with your nuts, Trav. Go with your nuts. Um, Rams defense versus the Giants. Only twenty eight percent of teams own the Rams defense. That's probably a team the, to. That's probably the biggest streaming option this week for defenses. Yeah, it's it seems obvious, but I would want to say it on here that way I can claim that next week when they go off. Yeah, Broncos, <laughs> Broncos Jets is just going to be an absolute shit show of a Thursday night game. Uh, I mean, they're not even. Who did they say they were starting? They're not starting. Um, Jeff Driscoll, and they're not starting Blake Bortles. What? They're starting – hold on. They are starting Brett Ripon. Oh, my Lord. These fucking – they can't get it their own goddamn way. This might, be a, this might be a, a real football question, but what do you expect this game to be? Will it be high scoring because both the teams are trash, or is it going to be low scoring because both of the teams are trash? Is it in Denver? It is in New York. Everybody might just get hurt. I think I think this is going to be low scoring. I think. Yeah, the, I, I I don't think. I think they're going to try and keep the ball on the ground. Both teams are just going to try and keep the ball on the ground and hopefully not get players hurt. Now, Jameson Crowder is questionable for the Jets. He he had a big big game week one, but he's been hurt. Do you think if he comes back, that helps the Jets? Maybe open it up and he he's a, a maybe someone on the Jets you can actually start. That's, I think he's the only startable Jet at this moment. 
And then, and he's a low end flex at that. Low, low end flex. Yeah. I mean, I uh, wouldn't say low. End I wouldn't go that flex. low. I w- yeah, I would just. You know. What was his week one? What was his week one? Line? I don't trust him. I've drafted him in, 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 for a couple years. I don't trust him. All right, I didn't. Well, draft I, him I, I drafted him. Didn't start him week one. He goes off, and then I want to start him, but now he's hurt every week. So don't do it. Just drop him, cheese. Trust me. <laughs> Well, right now, Marquise Brown is the guy who I keep having faith in. He just never produces when I start him. He's your Trey Glon Smith. <laughs> oh, buddy. Which, speaking of that, Michael Thomas comes back. If he comes back this week, does the Saints offense uh, move the ball a lot better? How do, you, how do you see things going for them? They already move the ball pretty good. Like, I'm not, I've never been too worried about them. I mean, they're I mean, playing the Lions. That Lions secondary is just so beat up. You got Michael Thomas. If he plays, he's definitely going to be a factor. You got Alvin Kamara, who I think right now is the best player in the league fantasy-wise. I mean, I think he's, a, he's in true return to form from two years back when he, went, when he was the CMC of the league. This, this is the bullshit that happened last year when Zeke was threatening holdout. Everybody kept passing on Zeke. Because they were like, ah, don't, he might not play. He's going to hold out. It's going to be Le'Veon Bell. Everybody passed on him. And then he had a fantastic year last year. Uh, same thing happens this year with, with fucking Kamara. And look at him. He's, he's easily the, the, the best running back right now. Well, I mean, I think this goes to show you maybe we, you know, we put too much stock into what Le'Veon Bell had with the Steelers, and maybe it's just we're going to have to take this on a player-to-player and team-to-team basics. Because, I mean, but most of these – they're getting contracts now. CMC getting contract. Ezekiel Elliott got his contract. Alvin Kamara got a contract. Like, maybe we start to see the end of that because of what happened with Le'Veon Bell. You know, teams would rather have him – perform and uh, or uh, rather pay them to have him perform on the field than you know what happened with Lev Bell. We got True. The Bills. Sure, why not? We got the Bills and the Raiders. The Bills every time they play seem like they're in a shootout. Can the Raiders keep up with the Bills? And is there someone outside of Jacobson Waller that that you like? Listen to me. Listen to me closely. The Buffalo Bills are going to absolutely destroy the fucking Raiders and it's going to be terrible and sad to watch start everybody in Buffalo everybody they have start them. are you are, are you not afraid of them getting a big like two touchdowns and them just running out running out the clock with Devin Singletary or maybe they're just going to pull everybody nope what did Eminem say I'm not afraid Okay, I was gonna say that Eminem said a lot of things. Yeah, I was gonna try to quote some like murder line. Yeah, I couldn't pull it out right now. Yeah, you guys gotta get on my level. Get up on my level. Um, can I can I ask why you didn't start Josh Allen last week? Um, that was so so that was a turning point. I knew this was gonna be a turning point for Josh Allen's. Uh, career or sorry, not career season stats. Uh, the playing a Rams defense that has looked pretty good. I I looked at my options and I said, okay, okay, the Cam Newton is going to play the Raiders this week at home. Josh Allen playing the Rams. Rams have had good defense. Week three, 
I think this is when Josh Allen either has has a fantastic week and it's going to continue through that through the rest of the season, or he's going to have a bad week, not or not as good a week as I thought Cam Newton was going to have. And then we can say, okay, so if it's a better defense, then you that's how you have to work with Josh Allen. But I was completely wrong. Josh Allen absolutely fucking just, you know, went off on the Rams uh, late. He was getting beat early, but late. And I got screwed by Bill Belichick's game planning against the Raiders. But I still beat you, so. Yes, you did. I was just... I, if I, if I would have started Josh Allen, I would have beat Tyler by 30 more points. This is true. So that was my that was my explanation for why I didn't start him. But uh, he won't he won't leave my lineup ever again until like, his bye week. He's, he's Actually, I might start him on a, I might start him on bye week. <laughs> Maybe his bye week is when you play Dominic, and then Dominic pulls the up, upset and beats all of us. I'm just gonna wait. I'm gonna wait Sunday morning till he's watching that fantasy show, and every person that they say I'm just gonna pick up so he can't. <laughs> Let's see. All right, got. When do you play him? You play him week ten. Well, since we're deep into the podcast, he's definitely not listening to this. He wanted Devontae Freeman, but unfortunately, he doesn't realize how waivers and putting them in priority works. So I don't think he did that. So he picked up Devontae Freeman. So then I did, and then Devontae Freeman's trash, and I don't know what I'm going to do with it. Yeah, he picked up Miles Gaskin like two days after waivers went through. I was hoping he was going to forget and then not pick up Gaskin on Thursday, but then he did. And then he doesn't know how waivers work in terms of like prioritizing. Oh. He just puts in a bunch of claims. He just puts in like eight claims. It doesn't prioritize them. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, you can't help stupid. You know what? We have the same record, so it doesn't really matter at this point. I can't <laughs> shit talk. talk. My record's not looking good right now. I can, so I did. Yeah. <laughs> all so right. It's you got to be a far fall from grace, my friend. That's all yeah. I'm going to say. Whatever. Um, you guys got anything else? No, cheese. You good? I'm, I'm not good, but I'm good. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, for the points of Doinks crew, Travis, Tyler, Cheese, aka Brandon, whatever the hell you call him. Hey, have a good week, guys. <laughs>